0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, get ready to be energized and have some serious fun. This is the Energetic Education Podcast, introducing your host, Dale Sidebottom. to episode number 61 of the podcast. Today we are talking to Jeremy House who is the creator of 100 active days. Now, he'll explain what this idea is, where he got the concept and how you can get involved. It is all free. It is amazing. Now, we also talked to Jeremy about his teaching journey so far. Now, I went to university with Jeremy when I was first year at University of Ballarat. He was in his fourth year and From there, he's gone on to now be a deputy headmaster in Austria. So he's got a really, really fascinating story. Um, I love it how he talks about amazing mentors that he's had along the way and where you can find those and just generally his persona and the way he goes about his education and how he's making a difference in the world. I think it's a really powerful episode today and I know personally, I really enjoyed listening. So hopefully you do as well, guys. Enjoy my chat with Jeremy. Jeremy, thanks so much for joining me. How are you, buddy?
1: Very good, thank you. Thanks for having me.
0: Now, for listeners out there, I had the pleasure of uh, seeing Jeremy in his lovely suit before. He's, uh, he's made me feel a little bit uncomfortable here. I'm sitting here very underdressed. You're looking very sharp, mate.
1: Uh, yeah, sorry sorry about the suit. I'm, I'm just at work. I've just uh, arrived here 7.59. The kids will be coming through the door in the next few minutes, but uh, it's great to be able to give you an hour or two.
0: Perfect, mate. Nice. And now for people out there that uh, obviously have never heard of you or anything like that, do you want to give a little bit of your teaching background? Obviously, you started in Australia and um, you're not there now. So do you want to explain maybe how you got into international teaching and so forth like that, buddy?
1: Yeah. So have you started started out with you at UB and then... uh Hanging around Ballarat for a little while, stayed at uh, St Patrick's College, which was, uh, I think, one of the best places to to learn the craft with so many great teachers and motivated, enthusiastic boys. And I just had a bit of an itch for for um, international teaching. And I'd come home. I was looking all over the place. I was looking for jobs in London and Emirates. And I'd come home and I'd say to Alicia, my wife, I've got a job interview in Malaysia, and she said, "Nope." I said, "I've got a job interview." <laughs> I've got a job interview in London. She say, "Nope." And I've got a job interview somewhere else. She say, "Nope." So I gave up. And then um, one day, one day I came home, and she said, "Okay, I've had a look on the internet, and uh, if you can get us a job at this school, I'll go with you." So we made a cold call to this uh, St. Gilgen International School in Austria, and um, yeah, the rest the rest is history. But we we're standing in um, Tullamarine Airport, and uh, she said, "Promise me, Jeremy, we're staying six months, and then we're coming back home." And then, about six months later, she said, "Promise me we're going to uh, we're not going to have to go home immediately." So uh, it's just a international education working with diverse young people and um, people from different cultures. And for me, the most exciting thing about international education is the freedom you have. You're not dictated by a particular governmental agenda or anything you set your own agenda. The accreditations that you undergo you choose to undergo. And, uh, and you really have to accept the responsibility for leading the way in education. And that's what's uh, kept me here.
0: Nice, mate. Nice. And, and so you didn't go to a job fair. You didn't go to anything. You simply cold call a school like you're a telemarketer or um, somebody <laughs> like that. And, and, you, and now you're a deputy head there, mate. How, how did, is, that, is that even possible?
1: Yeah, well, yeah, it's possible. It, it really is. <laughs> that's, how, that's how it happened. It's the, only, <laughs> it's the only telemarketing call I've ever made, but it was a good one.
0: You, you, could, uh, you could have another profession there, mate. Obviously, 100% strike rate. You would uh, be hot property on the telemarketing circuit, I would have guessed. Maybe. <laughs> now, obviously, yeah, we do have a background. When you were uh, fourth year at university, I was in my first year, and uh, I've wanted to have you on the podcast for a while, not only to explain, <laughs> you know, how you can go about international teaching. and So you've been in Austria six, eight years now, mate? Eight years. Yep. Eight years now, and that's pretty remarkable considering you only wanted to go there for six months, or that was a plan at the start. So what's kept you there? Why I know you're at a really good school and, and you're loving it, but what's one of the main reasons that you just you've loved Austria and everything about your current situation?
1: Well, when I when I arrived at this this school, it was, um, it was a brand-new school to start up. And, and a lot of international schools are start-ups and they're sort of forming their identities. And as I said, they, they can be on the cutting edge of things, not 20 years behind the times. And I, I remember doing a tour around Austria. It's a beautiful village here. We're in, in the Alps. And I said, where's the sports hall? They said, uh, we don't have one. I said, where's the uh, where's the storeroom? We don't have one. Okay. What kind of curriculum do you have? Uh, we don't have any. That's why you're here. And, and that was really... Um, Really liberating. The only thing they did ask of me, which I couldn't deliver, was they, they said, uh, you're the sports teacher, so you'll be in charge of the ski racing program. And I said, uh, there's probably something I should tell you about that. I've never even been on a pair of skis. <laughs> yeah. but, I, but I you know, did a YouTube crash course and um, six months later became a ski instructor and took over that program. So it's just the possibilities, that, that anything is possible. And, and I was walking into an environment where – I wasn't having to teach a PHSE program and teach to standards of uh, in, in bells or whatever physical education. It was really a clean slate to make up my own. So I really got very excited into diving into the movement practice, diving into physical literacy, diving into to helping develop kids' movement vocabulary, which we've been terming it. And um, because we didn't have a gym and we didn't have a fully resourced storeroom, everything was about just working with what we had, working with kids and working in nature and I found that it was really authentic and rewarding.
0: It, uh, it sounds very exciting but I'm guessing it was a little bit daunting and scary as well, rocking up and you're in a completely different country, You, well I'm guessing you only spoke English um, and here you are having to teach yourself how to ski, plan a whole curriculum and, and try and just hit the ground running, was it, was it daunting? Yeah, yeah, really.
1: I, I haven't been as successful at learning German as I have been at learning to ski, unfortunately. Uh, so my German's still not so good as it should be. Uh, but, yeah, it is. It's a, every day is a different, uh, a different adventure and the things that the, the kids come out with and the, you're in a new situation all the time. But, I mean, I, I guess it speaks to my fundamental belief that education happens between people. What's happening around you is not so important. It's, a, it's that connection between you and another person, which, which is what real education is.
0: Yeah, nice, mate. I really like that. And I suppose for people and, and teachers out there listening, um, what was the transition like going from uh, being a general PE teacher, um, and I know last year you were acting head, now you're deputy head. What was the difference and what do you think gave you the skills and confidence to sort of move your way up the ladder?
1: Just um, a lot of great mentors along the way, and um, uh, as a young as a young kid, I, I got some great advice from. Uh, I, was, I was a West Coast Eagles fan, and I wrote a letter. To, I wrote a letter to Peter Matera <laughs> and, and he sent me back a. Um, he sent me back a football card of him with just this: train hard and listen to your coach. And he signed Peter Matera and I still got that. And I think that's a, the best advice I probably ever received. Work as hard as you can and listen to all the mentors you've got. And, uh, you know, you pick up the nuggets of, of great advice, um, definitely from the guys at, uh, at some Pat's like Peter Casey and tell me come with solutions, not problems. And these types of things that just prepare you for, for whatever comes and then just have a, have a good sense of humour and an open mind and a, um, you know, right intention about what you're trying to do. If it's for kids, and then it has to be the right thing.
0: Yeah, nice. I really like that. And, and I'm a big believer in mentors as well. And um, So when you're talking about mentors, are they uh, teachers that you've taught with? Are they people you've sourced yourself? Are they non-teachers? Um, do you want to explain the mentors you've had? Obviously, Peter Matera and AFL football from West Coast Eagles wasn't a mentor, but he obviously gave you some great advice. But for for teachers listening there that are thinking, oh, maybe I would like a mentor. Where do I go about it? How do I source one out? How, how have you gone about that, mate?
1: Yeah, I, I think that the answer is you've probably already got one. You just don't realise or not, not leveraging it, not utilising it. You know, we do, a, uh, do an activity with kids called the Inner Circle and um, it's a simple activity where you, you talk about um, who's in your inner circle, who are the people you're most close to, and I give them the example. If you wanted to be the world's greatest drug dealer, who would you need in your inner circle to achieve that? Now, I'll say to the kids, probably there's no one in your inner circle that could help you achieve that, but maybe there's someone, a friend of a friend or hopefully a friend of a friend of a friend or even further away. So you've got to find the people that are going to help you get where you want to go and bring them closer into your inner circle, and that's just about reaching out. And um, so if, if it's education, or hopefully not drug dealing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I love, if it's I love edu- your analogy, mate. <laughs> You just, you just reach out to the people that you think have got experience and that you connect with. And it doesn't have to be a teacher. It doesn't have to be – it just has to be any um, – actually, I like Ido Portal's uh, philosophy on this. He said life, life is about just finding the best teachers in life. It doesn't matter what they're teaching. They might be teaching violin, but if you've got a great violin teacher, you learn everything you can from them. So it's about being open to learn from everything that, uh, that's around you.
0: Yeah, I like that. And I, I think at the end of the day, you, it, there's a saying you know, it's about the, the five people that are most prominent in your life probably the way that you're going to turn out. So um, I think having a really good mentor as one of those five is, is spot on and it's obviously worked really well for you, mate. And um, I know that um, we've previously talked about mentors and, and getting things up off the ground. And one of the main reasons I wanted to have you on here today is because you have started something that I'm really passionate about and that's obviously movement, but you have started this amazing thing that is 100 Active Days. Now, do you want to, before you actually explain what it is, Um, where did you get this idea was it just something you thought of or um, I know you love moving you love triathlons you love all this outdoor stuff you're now a skier Um, where did the idea come from
1: well I guess the 100 active days it just was born out of out of my passion for probably the same reason I got into teaching PE in the first place just that I want to help people have more enriching and and fulfilled lives and I think that being, being physical and actually exploring your body and getting the most out of it is one of the ways we can, we can lead a flourishing life. And, uh, you know, as a PE teacher, I guess you kind of sit every day with this question and this, this sort of conundrum. You think, how, how could I make the community around me? How could I make the world? How, how could I get people more active? And, and it was just, I guess, the slow incubation of this, this question which led me to 200 active days.
0: Yeah, nice, nice. And so for people listening, um, what, what, what's the main backbone of it and how, if you wanted to get involved, how would you go about doing that?
1: So the concept is, is completely simple and I, often the, the simplest ideas are the best. The concept is just about building habits. So I thought, how, how, do people, how can I get people engaged in, in, a, in a social media generation? How can I get people engaged more in physical activity? How can we leverage that? To get them connected and uh, and active, so the concept is just you sign up, you complete 100 active days. Then uh, the it's in the it's in the name. You do 100 days in a row. This was the initial concept: 100 days in a row, active every single day, and at the end you have achieved something uh, something incredible. And what I found uh, doing it myself and doing it with others over the last four years is that somewhere around day I don't know, 30 or 40, you lose track and you forget what day you're up to, but you're still being active every day. And that's people will write to me and say, I've forgotten, it's, I've, I've failed, I've forgotten. I'm like, no, you actually, you've succeeded. Uh, you've made it a habit. And uh, that's what it was about. And then connecting people via social media, by Twitter, by Instagram, so that we can share the stories yeah. and also take a responsibility for inspiring others to be a part of it was the, uh, the real concept.
0: Yeah, nice. And I know I've uh, I'm really keen to get on board and everything like that. So um, in the in the show notes, I've got a link for the website where you can go and sign up and, and start that journey today. And the best thing about this is it's free. And and I think that just really shows the type of person you are, mate. That you've created this. There's no beneficial income or anything for you. It's just purely because you want to make a difference, isn't it?
1: Yeah, that's it. Just. If we can uh, if we can leave a nice legacy on the world if we can impact the people that we encounter positively then uh, I think we've done our job
0: yeah nice and and does it have to be is there a certain month that I could start my hundred active days so if I was a teacher listening anywhere around the world and they're like oh yeah when when can I start this is there a start date is there a finish date what's the go
1: the finish dates a hundred days after the start date <laughs> and uh, and the start date can be whenever you want we've had heaps of of uh, Heaps of we've had schools from uh, Switzerland, um, Doha, from Australia, from America, Canada, all over the place. And, and one of the, the greatest catalysts of it have been and promoters have been PE just sort of just got their whole classes or their whole school communities involved and said, right, we're, we're going to do this. One thing that um, there's two questions I always get. The first one is, um, what's an active day? So how much do I have to be active? And, and the, the answer to that is. It's up to it's up to you, this is a personal conversation with you. So when i I did mine, it was, I said, right, minimum for an active day is going to be fifty push-ups. So if I'm having a really bad day and I get to eleven fifty pm, I've got to nail fifty push-ups before I go to bed, otherwise i've I've lost the day. Um, but this could be, depending on your starting point, it could be just to walk around the block with your dog. It, it's really a personal uh, construction for you. And the second one that I found with with experience is it's a little bit difficult. Sometimes uh, people find it really hard and they they get a bit demotivated. If If you do four days and then you forget one and then you didn't quite make it. So the second concept you can kind of fall back on there is to see how many days it takes you to get 100 active days. So maybe you can get to 100 days of activity in 104 days. That means you had four days you were sick or you were on an airplane or something like that, um, which gives you a little bit of a a life and then you can try the next time to beat that.
0: Yeah, good. I love that analogy. It's sort of that gamification model too where you've got a challenge within yourself. And the, the best thing about this is that you're not competing with anyone else everyone's part of a community where you're helping each other out and supporting each other. And I think it's a really powerful way to use social media and not only that, but encourage movement in a school setting and teachers listening will know that um, some of the students they teach, don't move. They go straight home. They may go watch YouTube. They'll sit on Netflix. They won't do anything, but making them accountable through a simple little activity like this is really powerful. So have you seen some really good results from teachers and, and schools around the world?
1: Yeah, we've seen, seen great results. We've seen first marathons. We've seen mega weight loss. We've seen all sorts of things. But the, main, the, the thing I love to see the most is, is just that, you know, they might tweet on their, um, on, their, on their Twitter account or their Instagram account with the hashtag 100 Active Days, just the big smiles. That's, that's the thing, sweating and smiling, and they're, they're out there doing it and they're sharing it proudly with their friends that they've been active and just loving life.
0: Yeah, I think that's that's awesome and I think that's the power that social media can have. So if teachers are listening, go and go on to Twitter because I know I speak about this a lot or Instagram and and put in that hashtag hundred active days and then that might give you a little bit of motivation or you know, that little bit of drive to start your own journey yourself and um, it's all about that first day. Once you do first day, you go to the second day and you continue on. So what's next for Hundred Active Days? Are you planning on getting it bigger or you, you're really happy, you just want to get more people involved?
1: The, the, uh, we started out with the um, – we started out, my uh, business partner, Jake uh, Bridges, we started out looking at mo- we want to move a million people. What would be a good idea? Let's just get one million people active. Now, I don't think we're quite at a million and it's very difficult to quantify but I want to I make that figure. I want to be able to say with confidence we've had a million people that have, that have given the challenge a shot. What I want to do is I think there's one thing to inspire people to be active um, and then the next step is to, to really connect them, connect them with people that can educate them, that can take them to even the next level. So what I want to do in the future is there's uh, we have a video, promotional video coming out to try to, to reach even more people and the next step is about connecting them to launch, launch an app which will uh, – Pull uh, people in like yourself, like many other people that have great experience and energy to offer anybody who might be thinking about a lifestyle transformation or starting out their 100 days, that I can connect them through the 100 Active Days platform with people like yourself or people like other personal trainers and they can get a bit of education, a bit more motivation and, uh, and really see if we can embed it something special even further. Yeah,
0: nice, man. I, I love that and I think it's – uh, for people listening, there are not many people out there just create things because they want to make a difference and get people moving. And I know um, I've spoken to you quite a bit about this because I'm I'm really passionate about it as well and, and really excited to see where this app goes and everything like that. Now, one of the big things I love, uh, Jeremy, is I love talking about routines and things that successful people do daily uh, that keep them on top of their game. Now, I know, obviously... Activity is one of those, and that you do it each day. Is there other things in your daily routine, like meditation, maybe practicing gratitude, or um, just different things like that, that you think uh, have really
1: propelled you to where you are today? I don't know about propelling, but definitely I believe in that in that balance. Uh, activity is important, and stillness is also important. You need that balance of both. So definitely, meditation every day is something that I that I look into, and. Um, and practice and the other routine is just a great breakfast start start your day with a great breakfast start with just a a positive attitude that you're walking to work thinking this is what i'm going to get done for the day and um yeah what i picked up recently was uh was to get go to work with the one thing you want to get done and don't look at my emails until i get that one done don't let anything scupper my agenda until I get the most important thing off the table. Try to nail that by ten o'clock, then the rest of the day can happen, and it's already a success.
0: That's that's good advice because too often we have so many things going on, so many distractions that we end up getting not much done instead of you know focusing on that one thing. So I like that idea too, mate. And are you a believer in to-do lists and things like that?
1: Yeah, I've always got my list of uh, list of things that. Usually a bit too long but um, it's, uh, absolutely move them on to the next day and also planning. Prioritisation I believe is, is the key actually, um, not time management. I don't believe in time management actually. I think that time management is a zero-sum idea. We only got 24 hours a day so it's about time maximisation and prioritisation. Time management's impossible. We're managed by it.
0: Yeah, no, I like that, mate. I like that. Now, I, I really like, I, I got this question from um, Andy Vasily, another teacher and runs a really great podcast for people listening along. But he asked me when I was interviewing him, um, if I could look back now when I was in fourth year at university, and this is when I obviously met you, you're fourth year at the University of Ballarat just a a budding young individual, Um, what advice, if you could give yourself one bit of advice from where you presently sit now, what would you tell yourself about to finish uni and go off into the big, bad teaching world?
1: Oh, great question.
0: (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Sorry, mate. I I, I didn't, uh, for listeners out there, I didn't give Jeremy any
1: notice about this, so I've, I've really put him on the spot. No, I think it's a wonderful question. Just be authentic and and just be open. Be authentic and open to what comes and education is more than, this is probably what I would have told myself or maybe something I've learned along the journey is you're not a PE teacher. You're an educator. And just to zoom out a little bit further on that, that like, um, really we're, we're all just educators, we're all just teachers. I'm using... I'm using physical education and health education and wellbeing education as as the tools that I have to to enrich people's lives and to enrich people through the interactions that I have. But don't don't believe too much in the in the discipline. Think always about what what is the higher principle of what we're trying to trying to achieve. This is um, I think pretty important.
0: Yeah, nice, mate. I think that's, that's really important and uh, people will be able to take a lot from that. Now, I will have links on the show notes where you can uh, obviously find out more about the 100 Happy Days and contact Jeremy through Twitter or things like that if you're following on those social media platforms. Um, just to finish off, mate, what, what's next? Um, what's next in your adventure? Uh, do you plan on going from deputy head to headmaster? Do you plan on going full-time with hundred eighty Active Days, what, what's, in the, uh, what's on the horizon, mate?
1: For me, any day I learn something is a great day. So I've uh, actually never left university. Uh, the longest I've been out of it was six months. So I did a, a master's in education at Deakin, and then I thought maybe i will do an MBA. So I did an MBA in international business at Deakin And I just uh, began at UCL uh, Institute of Education, um, well, actually I'm I'm finishing this up now, a doctorate in education with a focus on positive psychology. So the future for me is what I'm really passionate about and working on now to finish up this thesis and, and doctorate is about understanding high performance. I've created a model of positive psychology which draws together everything since about 2010 when this topic really exploded and puts it into a theoretical framework and model for understanding that I think we'll be able to transport and, and be uh, utilised in schools a bit easier to understand. And um, so I did, uh, in the last 12 months, I did the psychometrics and the uh, survey validation on a survey for measuring this. And what I'm doing at the moment is a longitudinal study with a group of six kids to take them from, from where they are now to, to super high performers. And this has been an incredible journey, understanding things like identity construction, psychological development, and and, and you know, young people's aspirations and goals. And this is something that uh, should be published, and I'll finish the data collection in June. I should be finish the, uh, the write-up by the end of 2018, so... I'm just excited to see where this this goes. I'm excited for, for working with young people with the model of um, called the circular flow model of flourishing, uh, which is based on the economic model and uh, yeah this is this is the immediate future and, and the rest is just uh, you know old age and happiness I hope.
0: Nice, man, and I really love thing. I think that's a great way to finish off. And um, as I said, if you want to find out more about Jeremy, and particularly take the plunge and get involved in Hundred Active Days, it's such a brilliant concept and one that um, people should be getting behind each other and building that community of exercise and movement because the benefits are far way uh, out anything you can do in your life. So. Um, Howzie, thank you so much for taking up the time. I know it's early morning there and you are a busy man, but thank you
1: very much for being on the podcast, buddy. Thanks, Heidi. My pleasure.